This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sal Akata back on the fan. Two hours to go. Fleegs will take you through the overnight. Michael Fleegelman, me and you. Until then, taking your calls at 877-337-6666. Today, June 1st, is the anniversary of the only no-hitter in the history of the Mets franchise. Now, I know that there was the combined no-hitter. That doesn't really count, does it? Like, when you think of no-hitters being thrown, you don't combine. You don't think of the combined no-hitters. I don't. I mean, I guess technically they may count, but the reality is, eh, come on. It's not. The Johan no-hitter is the only one for the Mets, and I know people say, oh, well, you know, if there were replay, it would have been a fair ball for Beltron. I don't care. It happened. It was a no-hitter. It was a great moment. What I will say is I remember having – we used to get a bunch of tickets working at SNY every year. And I it was like to a point where you get so many and you, you could never – there's no way you could ever go to all of them. So I would always give them away. And I didn't really think much of it. It was a Friday night. I was working. There was no, I had two jobs. I was working at SNY and MLB.com at the time. And, and I can't even believe it's 11 years ago. Uh, as a matter of fact, such a long time ago, but it doesn't feel like that long. 11 years, a long time. feels like yesterday. I remember it well. And I, I gave the tickets away to my buddy, Vin. That was it. I was like, yo, you want to go to the game? I, Friday, whatever. I can't go. I got work. Here you go. And turns out to no hitter. I always thought growing up, going to Shea Stadium, you know, in the years where I could drive on my own and go to a bunch of games, I was like, well, I need to be at, if there's ever no hitter, I have to be at that game. To a point where I was like, if there's ever no hitter in the third or fourth inning, I'm going to head there. I don't care where I am. I'm going to go. And it just, obviously, the years got away from me. And it was like, yeah, well, no, not as big of a deal as I got older and sort of working a lot more. And I'm not going to leave work to go to a game. And in that case, who could predict that a no hitter was going to happen? You, you can't. Just circumstance, bad luck, whatever. But I gave tickets away to that game. And wasn't, in fact, on hand. But I'm, I'm happy that it happened at City Field and the fans got to experience it. And it's still something, it may be pathetic in Yankee fans' eyes. And I understand why. Pfft, no hitter. How about throwing a perfect game or two or three? So it, it is something that you shouldn't really go nuts about. But being that it never happened before in the history of the franchise, and it was the only time that an individual has thrown a no-hitter for the franchise still to this day, even with their pitching rich history it is something to celebrate now does it mean we got to make a big deal of it every single year no but it is the anniversary of it and it's hard to just believe 
that it's 11 years. 877-337-6666. Talking Mets, talking Yanks, whatever else is on your mind. Mike is calling from Nesconset. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sally. What's happening, man? How are you, Mike? I'm good. Your last caller might have stole a little bit of my thunder, but I want to ask you a question, Sal. I'm all Mets all the time, a big Mets fan like you. Uh, I think Showalter, well, I want to ask you, do you think his loyalty to his players could be a detriment to this team? In other words, what I mean by that is not only with the Vogelback thing, but I mean, why, why I want, I'm still curious. They won the game. Why they took Scherzer out. Um, and well, then what do you mean? Com- After seven innings, what do you want him to do? Sal, you've been watching baseball a long time like me. I know it's a different time. I know it's a different right. game. I, I know money rules the game now. I know it's big contracts. Back in the day, Sal, and I'm not a dinosaur, guys were never on pitch counts. They spoke to Scherzer after the game. He he was talking like pitch count was ridiculous. They, I mean, the I guy said pitch clock was ridiculous. That's the second caller. Did I miss something? He said pitch count was ridiculous? All right, maybe maybe I misheard that. No, Sal, I, I but, thought he was talking about pitch clock, but you're the second person that – uh, reference that. I, look, I'm not saying I like it, Mike, but it's a reality, and it has been for a long time. It's not going to change. So seven innings to me at 101 pitches, that's it. I mean, you're not getting much more than that. If it were, you know, if he threw 90 pitches, maybe he comes back out for the eighth. You could see a guy go eight. But the days of pushing your horse, especially in now June, especially in June, pushing him seven, eight innings over 100 pitches, it's just not going to happen. Sal, why does why does it seem that every game that the Mets win, they need five pitches to close the game? There's no reason baseball has to be played like that, Sal. Brigham came in, he pitched an inning of lights out. Maybe Showalter doesn't know what he has in these guys yet. Maybe that's no, why I think he was just going. I think he was going lefty righty because his closer was not available. He wanted Brooks Raley, uh, Brooks Raley clearly to face the lefties in that Phillies lineup. He did, and then once he got through them, it was on a Drew Smith. It got dicey, though, Sal. I mean, look, it's always going to get dicey. It's a tight game, and it's a two-run game. Uh, Rayleigh's allowed to uh, get somebody on. What are you going to do? But he left him in there to face the lefties, and then he went to Drew Smith. You're right. You're right. So so I, I just want to ask your opinion. Then. Yeah. Recall, re, just let's forget about money for a second. I just want to know your personal opinion. Do you think that pitchers today, regardless of their contract, do you think they pitched the game long enough? Do you think that pitches are taken out too early? Do you think that pitches should go longer? I want your opinion. Uh, it's a great question, Mike, and thank you for the call. I have still not it. Uh, I have still not seen it be proven that guys only throwing 100 pitches keeps them healthier. And it's funny, we just mentioned the Johan no-hitter 11 years ago. He threw 134 pitches. Can you imagine? And that was only 11 years ago. I don't, I've kind of just gotten over the fact, like, it's just not going to happen. You're banging your head against the wall, expecting it to change. It's not going to happen. The argument would be that, okay, well, you only throw 100 pitches. That's great. Now, is he going to stay healthy the rest of the year? Highly unlikely, right? Whether it's Scherzer, whether it's Verlander, whoever. All these pitch counts, all the protections, all the limitations, and guys still getting hurt left and right. So that's not the answer. So what are we doing? Are they more effective the deeper they go? Probably not. But I'll tell you this, if it were October, I mean, I'm pushing him another inning. This is the postseason. He's coming out for the eighth. Even at 100 pitches. But you'd have to think that their effectiveness wears off, especially if they're not used to going the distance anymore. 
I like baseball better when starters finished what they started. I like baseball better when starters go deeper into games. It's just not realistic anymore. So I, I don't even really think about it. You guys want to call and complain about it. I get it, but you're banging your head up against the wall. Nothing's going to change with it. As a matter of fact, enjoy the seven innings you got from them. Because more often than not, it's going to be six. Enjoy the seven. Enjoy the eight when you get it from Verlander or Scherzer. You know, you talk about getting dicey in the ninth inning. What exactly did you want Buck to do? Bring him, comes in for the eighth, clean eighth inning, no problem. Brooks Raley, without Adovino available, without David Robertson available, Raley's the next best guy. And it makes perfect sense because he's coming in to face Harper and Kyle Schwarber. So he faces Harper, he strikes him out. Mission accomplished there. Castellanos with a base hit. Okay, well, guess what? He's facing Kyle Schwarber here. And he gets Schwarber striking out. So now, are you going to push your luck with Raley, who worked the night before as well? Or maybe go to a new guy, Andrew Smith. Why mess with it? He goes to Drew Smith for a righty after Raley got his job done, and Smith closed it out one batter, no problemo. That's not a day you're going to second-guess Buck Showalter there. And I know you don't second-guess based on the results, or at least you shouldn't, but, I, I mean, I don't know how you can argue any other way than what Buck did with the bullpen. It was a nice, clean game. Scherzer threw seven. Brigham got a big, uh, you know, had a big inning, big opportunity. He got through it. Rayleigh, perfect. He brought him in specifically for Harper and Schwarber. He wouldn't have had to get to Drew Smith if Har- uh, Rayleigh was able to get Castellanos. He wasn't, but that's why he went to Drew Smith. Al is calling from Tom's River. Al, you're excited about getting John Carl Stanton back. Oh, yeah. He's great here. Yeah. I think they should pay him off like Abort and get rid of him. Oh, really? You're not excited? I'm sorry. I'm no, fooled. not at all. Oh. Why it not? It takes a month to get into the groove. Right. And how many years could you go on like this? Well, I mean, I mean he is going to hit 30 home runs at the end of the year. He always seems to do that. Deal. He never hits clutch home runs. He just... No, no, he's had good postseasons. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's time with him. Do you watch the Kardashians, Al? No, not at all. You may be missing out. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I just saw a commercial for it. That's why it made me think of it. Only on Hulu. I have to say that was probably the worst deal ever. What? Kardashians? Made... No. Uh... They left Bravo or E to go to uh, Hulu? <laughs> no, Stanton. Can you... How many Kardashians do you think you can name, Al? Um, Kim. Okay. I don't know who else. Can you name another know. one? The mother, but I don't know her name. Okay, yeah. Two well, daughters. there's a mother, right? They had to have a mother, right? Two yeah. daughters. All right, so you're close, but you know names. Okay. Right. Yeah, so I think, like, Jacoby Ellsbury, Avard, all these, Carl Pavano, mm. all these guys. It's like, come on. Well, those guys aren't here anymore. I know, but they were in this era of uh, Cashman. Well, what right? do they have to do with John Carl Stanton? I'm confused. I don't know. Yeah, me Pay I don't know. They have they have as much to do with Card with uh, Stan as as Kardashians do. Connor, let's play a game. How many Kardashians do you think our next caller can name? I'm not going to tell you which caller I'm going to take, but I'm just going to take a random caller. How many Kardashians do you think our next caller can name? I would say one. Wow. Okay. One. I'm going to go over. So if I set the number at two or one and a half, you go under. I'd say under. I'm going to go over that. Charlie is calling from Beth Page. Charlie, how many Kardashians can you name? Oh, boy. Uh, all right, let me think about it. Okay, Kim. Okay, that's one. Hey, let's go with Chloe. Yeah! All right, what else we got, Charlie? Come on, run the table. Hey, 
Let's go with Courtney. Ooh, Let's go. Yeah, Charlie. Keep going, man. Come yeah. on, Charlie. All right. Let's go. Come on. Give me a couple more at least. Oh, God, I can't remember the mother. Uh, Chris, the yeah, mother? Yeah, right, that should be it. Now, the others, because the others aren't uh, Kardashians, right? Yeah. They're Jenners? No, they're Jenners, and uh, the good-looking ones, actually, the better-looking ones. Kendall, uh, uh, right, Kylie. Okay, oh, Kylie look at you, Kendall. Charlie, coming through. I love it. Yeah, you're right. Do you still hey, watch listen, it, or no, not really? Oh, I don't. God yeah. forbid, my, my daughter's watching. Uh, I can't okay. be watching that. Yeah. But I was watching the Mets. Listen to the Mets on work on the radio. I had you on Odyssey app all week. What a good week. Three wins. And why are people bashing Buck? I mean, can we take the win? We just beat a division team Philly, so I can't stand. I hate Atlanta more. And people can't be happy. I'm as happy as can be with the three wins against Philly. Yeah. Why you, do we you, gotta play you, I don't understand why there is negativity well, I do understand it, but I, I wish there wasn't negativity around a team that just swept the loser Phillies, where there's plenty of room for negativity. There's plenty of time to critique this team and get into it. And we could nitpick and talk about Vogelback and the lineup and whether we give Vientos an opportunity. But, oh, look, I don't think Buck has had his best year. Let's put it that way. But the, the idea that we'd be talking about that today, eh, you know, seems a little odd, but so be it. Without a doubt, it was a good run. i just like to get – more of these runs and like get a nice run of ten games in a row. Well, look All next right. next week, Charlie, and thank you for the call and good job with the Kardashians. You nailed it. I was surprised myself, Connor. I'm not gonna lie. I thought he would know Kim, and that would be it. Once he dropped the when he went Chloe. to Chris Jenner, I mean, yeah. I was like, come on, Charlie. <laughs> Chloe, Charlie's really? a diehard fan. I used to watch that show religiously. I don't anymore, and it's not because like uh, I'm a hater or anything. It's just like. I think I've evolved, and they haven't. Have you watched it in a while, Connor, or no? I was never big into that. That show always just made me really aggravated because they'd be going to these great locations. They had all this money, and then you're like, why am I watching these other people live this unbelievably great life and sitting here and just stewing in anger? Right, right. That does make a lot of sense now that you say it. I was just, um, you know, I always loved Kim, as a matter of fact. You know, one time I dated a girl. This is a weird story. And I actually still can't even believe it. I'm trying to remember the details here. Uh, first of all, I always loved Kim, even before she became famous. I forget where I saw her. She was Paris Hilton's, like, assistant. Like, she got ripped on Paris Hilton's show all the time. Right. And then she became a big superstar. Right. I liked her before she started making the changes. And I think before the, you know, the, you know, the Ray J thing, you know. Anyway, so I was a fan, and I would watch the show, and I would be entertained by it and be like, oh, my God, I'm in love. So I once was dating a girl. This is now almost 10 years ago that I tweeted something like Kim Kardashian's perfection. I don't even know what I was thinking. Like, But, but again, 10 years ago. Anyway, I'm tweeting something about Kim Kardashian being perfection and being you know hot, whatever it was. This girl sat on that tweet and brought it up. Months later, in reference or referenced it during some kind of disagreement that we had. And I'm thinking to myself, what? Then she was like, oh, you tweeted about Kim Kardashian. I'm not, I don't look like that. And that's what your idea of perfection is. I'm like, huh? When did I tweet about? You mean months ago before we were even dating? Like, it wasn't. we weren't even dating when I tweeted it. Or we might have been just starting to date, whatever. Like, What? Kim Kardashian, nobody's trying to compare with you, and it's not real anyway. It's on Twitter, and nor is 
Kim Kardashian real. You believe that? And you have no personal relationship with Kim Kardashian. It's not like it's a mutual friend and you're like, oh, she's so hot. Like, it's a person that's a celebrity that you'll never meet that you think is good looking, but it's not going to ever happen. So, like, what's the big deal? Oh. That's like you. That's like you saying, well, if she said, like, Thor is hot in the Marvel movies and you right. get all mad about it. Right. Now, are you saying that, like, I wouldn't have a shot with Kim? Because remember, back then I was single. Well, maybe you would. Yeah. But the thing is, you'd have to get no. into that kind of social circle and go to, yeah. you know, the big vacations on I the water. Don't, you know, you, you're, you're not wrong, Connor, but I don't like to have restrictions put on me. I don't like to have caps being put on me. And especially back then, yeah, I was single and I'm thinking anything is possible. Not that I ever thought that, that was realistic, but I know it's not realistic. I don't want to be told it's not realistic. Like, if you got put in the same room as Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. and you had, like, six hours to just kind of hang out, casual conversation... Yeah. What, what do you think? Fifty percent? Do you think you have fifty-fifty shot to make it happen? Mm. I mean, knowing all that I know, realistically, no, I don't. If I were hypothetically filthy rich, then yeah, I think I'd be in the conversation. Like, I think I have enough personality. I don't think I'm terrible looking. Although I used to think I was better looking than I am. Apparently, I look at pictures of myself now. I'm like, oh, what the hell? I, you, I used to think I was good looking. Maybe it's just old age. Who knows? Anyway, I'm in decent shape. I love what I do. I consider myself a happy person for the most part. Somewhat successful, at least doing what I've always wanted to do. And I'd like to think I'd be in the game. But obviously, I'm lacking a, a major quality here. Like, you're talking about a step up in class. Significant. There's a major barrier to entry is that you need to have, a, like, a billion dollars yeah. and be able to vacation in Mykonos and those kind of places. Yeah, like, it's a non-starter. Like, if I have to, I think if you have a car payment. I also once dated the girl that said, what's a car payment? And I was like, what do you mean? Well, it's how you have a car. Like, how do you have your car? And she's like, oh, my dad bought it for me. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't realize you could get a car. Uh, we, we both learned something there. I learned that you could get a car without having a car payment, and she learned that you could get a car with having a car payment. That relationship didn't work out either. But, yeah, you have to get to, I mean, right, to get in the conversation, to have a seat at the table, you've got to be coming in with at least a million a year. No? Or somehow be friends with all of these people that have all that, that kind of money, which is difficult if you don't also have it. Like, somehow right. maybe you get in tight with some of these really rich high rollers. Like, who is she dating? Who's the lowest that she's dated down? Like, Chris Humphreys? Mostly celebrities. I don't know if she's ever dated a non-celebrity. That's what I'm saying. Like, has she ever dated down? What would we be talking about that dated down, like, into real... Well, like, Ray J's a successful rapper, but he's not like Jay-Z, Yeah, but you know? he's... But, but you mentioned the key. He's Brandy's sister, uh, brother. Oh. Brandy. You know Brandy? No. R&B Brandy? Uh, I don't know her last name. Uh, Ray J, Brandy J, maybe I don't know, Br- but it was like a celebrity meetup. Yeah, Brand- well, Brandy was a celebrity, I guess, still is to a certain degree. You never heard the song "I Want to Be Down"? I want to be down with you. No, oh, I'm, ba- I'm bad with the hip hop music. Scene. Look that up. Maybe we'll play that coming back from next break. Anyway, so Ray J, I'm assuming, got into that circle because of his sister Brandy. So now he was in. You know, like Rob Kardashian, although Rob Kardashian is rich, but he got into that circle because you know he's a Kardashian. I don't know how my in would, you know, Pete Davidson is a rich and famous comedian. Yeah, like you're a better looking guy than Pete Davidson. Well, I mean, that's not really saying much, Connor. It's, I mean. I feel like we all are, but Pete Davidson. He's got game. He's killing it. And but it's because else, he's apparently. famous and rich, I think. Right, rich right? and famous. And he's, but he's got the good personality. I'm happy for Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson 
is, as a matter, a matter of fact, Pete Davidson, one of my idols. You know why? Because people look at him and be like, how is this guy getting all these highly attractive women one after another? And then I thought to myself, man, because you know what the worst is if you're a guy or a girl, I guess, but going through a breakup, right? You go through a breakup and then you're thinking, oh, man, how am I ever going to get over this? And the higher up you date, like Pete Davidson got to the level of Ariana Grande, and they broke up, and clearly she broke his heart. And I'm like, man, this poor guy, falling hard here. How is he going to recover from that? And he does even better! Kim Kardashian! And then he breaks up with Kim, and he does even better. Who is he dating after her? Uh, Kate Beckinsale, I think. Uh, well, she was in there. I don't think she was after Kim. There was somebody else after Kim. Where I was like, how did this guy do it? How did he do that? Kim Kardashian, there's no getting better than that. How did he do it? He's my idol. I wish I could. Pete Davidson, the Dennis Rodman uh, of dating, rebounding-wise. I mean, my God, he is the best rebounder ever. My idol. And you know, it's not just about the looks. I mean, physical attraction, of course, is a part of it, but it's more about status and money and I like to think personality. But anyway, I need a seat at the table. If I got a seat at the table, it's like I always say for any job, get me in, let me interview, and I'll get it. Maybe I'd have a chance. How do we get on this conversation? Oh, yeah, because you were trying to tell me I couldn't date Kim, who I was in love with. Is that your ultimate celebrity crush, no, Kim Kardashian? No, and maybe at back in the day, you know, a little bit. I always loved Tatiana Ali. Um, she was a favorite Fresh of mine. Prince. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love her. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, there's so many. Yeah, I love Janet Jackson as a kid. Now I'm going, I'm dating myself a little bit. But I had the, do you remember Janet Jackson, the If album, Connor? No. I don't even know if that was the name of the album. But there was a, a famous cover with uh, somebody's hands on her breasts. The only thing I would know from her is the Super Bowl incident with oh, uh, yeah. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, close enough. But I had a picture of Janet Jackson. I love that. Then that video, man, I was like 14 years old. The, the If video, <sighs> forget it. I love Janet. Um, yeah, there's so many. Jessica Alba. That might be, you know, I forgot about Jessica Alba for a while. And then she was in the news recently. Remember with Aaron Rodgers? She went to, I think it was the Knicks playoff game with Sauce Gardner. And it was on about. I was like, oh, my God. I forgot how much I love Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba punked. You know, it's all. It's also too like Mila Kunis in um, what's that movie uh, with uh, Jason Siegel, whatever the hell his name is. You know that awkward, goofy actor. He was in the Muppets too, the remake of the Muppets. Meeting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, meeting, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Right, right, right. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, like Mila Kunis in Forgetting Sarah Marshall in Love. And there was one movie, Carrie Washington. She was in with Chris Rock, and I loved that character. I forget what the hell the name is. How I Met My Wife or something like that. Oh, Kerry Washington. Anyway, no, I don't just have one. And Kim would probably be down the list now. But she was at the top of it. Either way, it would have been nice to have a seat at the table. You know what I mean? 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Sal Akata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sal Licata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. The only question left in the game, one of the NBA finals between Denver and Miami is if the cover is going to be in play here for Miami, who I believe was an eight-and-a-half-point underdog. Denver running away with this thing here, up 92-78 with 447 to go. So it looks like the Heat will drop for the first time in this postseason game one. Of a series. 877-337-6666. Mets with a big sweep off the fills. Yanks making some moves. Oswaldo Cabrera down as they bring up John Carl Stanton. He's the only guy of note that goes down. John Carl uh John Carl Stanton, Josh Donaldson, Tommy Canley all going to join the team tomorrow night in Los Angeles as the Yankees get set to take on the Dodgers for three games. Chris is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. Another great show. First of all, Sal, don't sell yourself short with Kim. Did she date Nick Lachey? Come on, Nick Lachey doesn't. Did she date Nick anything. Lachey? Jessica Simpson's another so. one, by the way, who I was in love yeah, with. I mean, come on, yeah. Nick Lachey, Sal Licata, he's not even in your league. And well, by the way, well, no, he's got much, <laughs> much way, better hair and a better voice. Although maybe he doesn't know, have a better I'm, voice. By the way, true story. A, a good friend of mine used to work for Kanye when before Kanye went off the rails. And he was asked by Kanye to go to Kim's and set up a surround sound, hook up her surround sound uh, stereo uh, setup for her TV. And my buddy said Kim could not have been nicer and more kind and cool. So really? Go. Yeah, she nice. seems. She does seem like that. Uh, you know, I, I don't yeah. obviously I don't know, but you she and, and you know a lot of these times these reality shows are fake or whatever. But she does seem like she's a genuinely nice person. And for the record, I was a huge Kanye fan. Obviously, I don't agree with. A lot of the stuff yeah. that he says, but as far as music, I was always a believer in, in Kanye West stuff, and, and he has unfortunately gone off the the deep end here. Yeah, it was certainly nice to hear my my friend report that. Hey Sal, so on the Mets, I'm super excited about the sweep. You know, I, I kind of got up today. And I was thinking this could be the kind of game early in the year where you could see them, you know, and not going for the jugular. But man, kudos to Max and and some real positive things uh, aside from Max being consistent and looking like he's kind of back. Um, Carrasco yesterday, that was huge. And for the velocity to be up, I mean, mm. man, if he can be a little more like that and Max and Verlander and Senga, I mean, now we're starting to see 
the potential of that rotation. So we're in the right direction, at least. I'm, I'm optimistic. Agreed. And what I will say is that Max, you're right about Carrasco. Like, that's a huge thing. I never thought Carrasco was going to be serviceable. Again, I was looking at it like, oh, man, the Mets are in trouble here because Lucchese might be their best option for a fifth starter. David Peterson couldn't get the job done with his opportunity. Carrasco was getting beat up. And McGill single... was bad. Yeah, and McGill, McGill not, not great either. Now, remember, they do have Jose Quintana coming back. So one of those guys may be out right now, you would think, the way things are going. The odd man out would be Tyler and McGill. Or they could go to a six-man rotation, keep Senga fresh, keep everybody fresh for that matter. But either way, yeah. it's imperative that they get some quality starts from these guys and they're finally starting to get that almost to a man. It's the most important, however, that Scherzer has looked like himself the last four games because I was starting to think he might be done. Yeah, and it was great to see how positive he was about throwing Alvarez. I mean, that's that's all good mojo there. Hey, Sal, listen, I know the thing on Vientos, I don't want to be the dead horse, but I have to tell you, in the limited exposure I've seen, this kid hits the ball hard. Like, I, I understand, you know, we're not seeing big numbers yet, but, you know, by Buck not playing him as consistent, he's asking a young player to do what I think is one of the hardest things in baseball is to be a part-time pinch hitter, which is generally a role that's reserved for veterans who kind of can manage that. So the fact that Vientos has hit the ball as hard as he has in limited, uh, limited opportunities, I think bodes well. I like him a lot. I think he's got potential. Yeah, I don't know if I have the same confidence, Chris, and thank you, as always, for the call. I don't know if I have the same confidence in Vientos as you do. I think for me, it's more about I know that Vogelback is not adding anything, so why continue to pound your head against the wall running him out there? Other than that, the Met lineup is pretty clean right now. Nemo, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo, Beatty, Marte. You're good right there. Why not just go Vientos, Canna, or any kind of combination of the three? Canna, Vientos, Fam. Two of those three have to play. And then Alvarez. Like, you're you're fine there. If you think Canna has a better matchup, like against the Phillies, you play him. If it's a better matchup for Tommy Fam, you play him. If not, go with Vientos. Or go with Vientos every day at DH until he proves he can't do it and rotate Canna and Fam in left field. But I just don't see the value of Daniel Vogelback. Other than he's a lefty bat and the other guys are all right-handed. Canna, Fam, and Vientos. But still, who cares about that? Wouldn't you rather have players in there? I want a guy who could actually hit. I swear to you, I may have to just use... I have a credential to go out there, you know, to go to City Field. I, I may have to just suck it up, spend some time... Because the last thing I want to do is go out there early... Because you know, to meet the you know to go talk to everybody, you got to go out there early when they're addressing the media and all this stuff. I don't want to do that on a weekend. I don't have time during the week necessarily because I'm working the two jobs, but I I have to do it. I would just like to, and I'm not going to be a jerk about it. Of course, I'm always going to be professional, but I would like to ask somebody there, whether it's Buck, whether it's Epler, somebody who could give me an answer. Please, and this is how I say it. I almost beg him. Please tell me, please, what. Does Vogelback do that warrants you keeping him on this team and putting him in the lineup? Please explain to me. I'll admit, I'm not as knowledgeable as you guys are when it comes to baseball, obviously. I mean, you're a general manager, Billy, and Buck. Of course, you're a great uh, big league manager for a very long time. I need you to break it down for me. Explain to me what it is that this guy does that you like, because I'm not seeing it. 
And to me, there really is no answer. There is no answer. But I'd love to hear what they say. I would love to hear this. I don't want to hear, I'm not going to sit there and listen to the spin BS that Buck is putting on. It goes into the track record of these guys and, oh, he could do bring something to the table too. And I counter and say, what? I'm not asking you what he did do, what do you think he could do. What does he bring to the table? What does he do? And maybe if I have to take it a step further to get an actual answer, I would say, does he play a position in the field? How about this? Does he own a glove? Does he run the base as well? Does he hit for a high average? Does he hit with power? Okay, so we went over all that. So again, I ask you, why is he here? What do you see in him that I clearly don't? 877-337-6666. Salicata on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Sal, I got it back on the fan. It's interesting looking through some of Daniel Vogelback's career stats. I don't know why. I mean, we got another hour or so, so I figured I had the time to do it. Back in 2019, as a Seattle Mariner, Daniel Vogelback hit 30 home runs. I know it's hard to believe, right? He actually had a season where he hit 30 home runs. Now, he hit 208. He struck out 149 times, but he did hit 30 home runs and walked 92 times. Let's see, his OPS 780 that year. Not bad. So that's a good year for Bogey. 30 homers, 92 walks. You'd take that, even with the 149 strikeouts and the 208 batting average. Now, not that I love that, but at least that's doing something. If somebody asked me, well, what does he do? I'd say, well, he walks and he hits a bunch of homers. 30 home runs, that's a lot. But that was 2019. Since then... You can count probably every year since then. Let's see. 2020, two homers in 2020. Okay, shortened season, played 18 games, two homers. I was going to say since then, he probably has a total 30 homers. Two homers in 2020. Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was with Seattle. He only hit two homers. He also played with Milwaukee that year. And he played with Toronto as well for a couple of games. Uh, Then with Milwaukee. Six homers in total in 2020. Excuse me. And then he hit nine homers in Milwaukee in 2021. So where are we at now? We're at 15. And then he hit 12 in 2022. Uh, no, he hit 18 total. Uh, 12 with the Pirates and six with the Mets. So he's all right, just over 30 in the one, two, three years since. 
that's obviously not the same player. And then this year he's got two home runs and 13 RBI through through 44 games. <laughs> it's embarrassing. And if you don't want to just go based on the homers, which to me is something that a DH should provide at least. Like, don't you have, don't you want to have at least a threat of a home run in your lineup at DH? At least? Uh, Vientos could give you that. Well, actually, a lot of guys could give you that. Vogelback this year has hit two home runs. He's driven in 13 runs. He's walked a robust 24 times. He's struck out 33 times. He's hitting 215. On base is 359. I mean, well, well, he stinks. He's terrible. Now, I have the right to say this because I was saying it last year. This is not me behind the curve like a lot of you guys are on this one. I'm not saying I'm always ahead of the curve, although Steve said I, I was ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, look, certain things you get right, a lot of things you get wrong. I get that. But with Vogelback, I always wondered what exactly he brought to the table. I was frustrated with him after maybe three or four weeks of watching him last year. And the stat guys would say, well, you know what? His numbers weren't bad. Look at what he did against right in pitching. Uh, to me, he was just never good. And this year, I've been proven correct. He doesn't do anything. He does nothing. He's taking up a roster spot. It's infuriating. I don't understand it. Eddie is calling from Sheepshead Bay. What's up, Eddie? Hey, how are you? How are you, hey, Eddie? I, I, I think I know why uh, the Mets keep Daniel Vogelbach. We need a great cheerleader. Hmm. He's a very good-looking guy. I think that's the reason. I'm just being sarcastic, but, you know. Huh. Maybe but honestly, I looked. I looked at his numbers, and uh, his his career war. No, his career war is one point five. I mean, I don't know if you. So I know that the Mets are going by analytics, and his career war this year is zero point zero. Mm-hmm. So basically, right. is that zero. good? Yeah. Is that good? Oh, did we lose Eddie? I think we lost Eddie. Yeah, I don't think a zero point zero war is good. Although I guess it could be worse. Like it has been for him throughout the course of his career. Now I'm, I'm look. I can't. I'm not breaking down the war numbers with you. And maybe he's an analytic dream. I'm, I'm, forget the numbers. I don't even care about the stats. I shouldn't reference it, but I did just for fun. Go back and look at it, and was thinking like, what did they ever see in this guy? And I knew he had one big year. He was an All Star. I want to say. I'm assuming it was 2019 with Seattle. Well, the page I went to is not a good page for that. I'm not going to mention the site, but I should just stick to Baseball Reference and call it a day. Because that is the most detailed, most accurate. Oh God! I put in Ryan Vogel song now. As we remember him, I do. Uh, anyway, it was yeah confirmed that it was 2019 that he was an All Star. I didn't need this to confirm it, but just did. Anyway, th- it's not about the stats with him. It's about watching him. I watch him play, and I know he's no good. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Philip is calling from Jamaica Queens. Philip, what do you want to talk about? Uh, hello, thank you for taking my call. Always great to talk to you. Knowledge in sports is spectacular. I want to talk about the Yankees, in particular Garrett Cole. Mm. I humbly, my opinion. I want your opinion. My opinion of an ace of a pitching staff is you limit the runs, uh, two to three runs as a starter, and. The, that game against Tampa Bay, you get a 6 nothing league. You're an ace. You should hold it. He also gave up a lot of six runs, I think, to the Padres. Mm-hmm. My question, and victoriously, he hasn't done in the playoffs. He lost to the Red Sox. So my question is, do you trust Garrett Cole in the playoffs to pitch that 
big game? Or yes. Because I'm concerned with it. No, I wouldn't because... be concerned. Of all the concerns that I would have with the Yankees, Garrett Cole is the least of the concerns. He's proven to be a big game pitcher. I know the Red Sox have had his number. I'm not worried about Garrett Cole at all. He is as good of an ace as you can possibly have. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. I was disappointed with that game that you referenced against Tampa Bay, thinking up 6 nothing, Cole's going to put this one away. Of course he didn't. For some reason, Tampa Bay has gotten the best of him at times. Look, he's going to have to go out there and prove he could do it at least in a game throughout the course of the postseason you know, run that the Yankees would have, you know, a game, a series, uh, and maybe more. I mean, maybe they're going to need him for two games or potentially three, depending on how far that they go or how far they want to push him. But I do not worry about Garrett Cole. I trust him. Because I'm not saying he's a great pitcher. He he, he might even win the Cy Young, but he does have a battle with uh, that Tampa Bay pitcher, McCallahan. But I am worried about it. Because if you're in the eighth, you should hold those leads. Yeah, That's but you're not gonna do time. it you're not gonna do it every time, and thanks for the call, Philip. I agree with what you're saying, but you're not gonna do it every single time. He's allowed to have a bad bad game. He's had what, two bad games all year? And those are the ones that you pick out. The game that I fell in love with Cole, was it last year? No, I forget. The or maybe was it two years ago? It had to be last year, I think. The game before the all star break, where there was question about the sticky stuff and all that, where he went into Houston and Stuck it to him. You see what I did there? He stuck it to him. And it was a dominant performance, and I thought a big start against a great team, all the question marks surrounding him, and he did the job. He's I got it done in the postseason as well before. I'm not worried about Garrett Cole. Yankees have plenty of things to be worried about. Garrett Cole is not one of them. 877-337-6666. One more hour of you and I... Give us a call here, whatever it is you want to talk about. The Mets, Max Scherzer, Daniel Vogelback, the Mets, you know, sweeping the Phillies, the Yankees, and their roster moves. Oswaldo Cabrera going down. The excitement of the return. It's going to be like, it's almost like opening day tomorrow night for the Yankees. Josh Donaldson, John Carl Stanton back in that lineup as they head to L.A. and take on the Dodgers. 877-337-6666. Salicata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 